Hello and welcome to Talking Flutes. I'm Claire Southworth. Today I'm talking about John Rutter and his wonderful composition, Sweet Antique. I'll be concentrating on two of the six movements, the ostinato and the aria. But first, a little bit of background information on John Rutter. He is an English composer, conductor, editor, arranger and record producer. His compositions are mainly choral, including Gloria, Requiem, Magnificat, The Gift of Life and Visions. He's also composed and arranged many Christmas carols and his music has featured in two royal weddings, so very popular. He writes in an eclectic style with a mixture of classical and crossover. I found it very interesting to read some of the quotes about Rutter. One is, the most celebrated and successful composer of carols alive today. A creator of not just carols, but wonderfully great things for the human voice. One British composer, though, David Arditi, did not regard him as a sufficiently serious composer, saying that Rutter is hard to take seriously because of the way in which his sheer technical facility or versatility leads to a superficial, unstable crossover style which is neither quite classical nor pop and which tends towards mawkish sentimentality in his sugarly, harmonised and orchestrated melodies. Pretty damning, but I, along with many, many other people, love the mix and crossover of styles. It's fresh and vital and fun. Perfect. David Wilcox considered Rutter the most gifted composer of his generation. So a mixed bag of quotes, but there's no doubt about the quality, beauty and enjoyment of his Sweet Antique, which is a fantastic addition to our flute repertoire and one which everyone should play. Let's talk about the piece in more detail. In 1979, Rutter was commissioned to write an instrumental piece for an English festival. He was inspired by the fact that in the programme was Bach's fifth Brandenburg concerto, scored for flute, violin, harpsichord and strings. So he used the same instrumentation, but featured the flute as the soloist, and then he later transcribed the piece for flute and piano. There are six movements, and they're based both on Baroque and classical styles, but with a contemporary twist. Rutter himself said that he was paying homage to the forms and styles of Bach's day. The first movement is a prelude, which would also feature in a traditional Baroque suite. This is marked tranquillo and certainly evokes that feeling with a very lyrical and meditative mood. The second and third movements are the ostinato and the aria, which I'll talk about in more detail in a moment. Following on from the aria is the waltz, marked jazz waltz. This is a long way away from the Baroque or classical style. It's bright, lively and fun, with lots of swing and syncopation and features a couple of virtuosic flute passages. Chanson is the next movement, which is almost like a Christmas carol. It has a very simple and sweet melody. The suite ends with a rondo in 5-8 time, so it has an irregular beat, lots of syncopation and exciting accelerando to the end. This is now firmly back into the style of the 20th century. There are some tricky trill fingerings and a difficult last flourish, which is easy to play with some alternative fingerings. But now we'll concentrate on the second and third movements, beginning with the ostinato. Let's listen to it. Mm-hmm. 
you can hear, this is an incredibly lively and rhythmically interesting movement. So what is an ostinato? It comes from the Italian word for stubborn or obstinate and describes a phrase which is persistently repeated where each note carries the same weight or stress. This repetition can be a rhythmic pattern, part of a tune or a complete melodic phrase and that is what you can hear in the recording. Rutter marks the time as 6-8 and 3-4. So the whole movement has a strong rhythmic pattern switching between the times of 6-8 and 3-4. This mix of pulse helps create the excitement and the energy of the movement. Practicing saying the rhythm will definitely help you play it. So think in terms of a bar of two dotted crotchet beats followed by a bar of three crotchet beats. So for example, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three. You'll notice that often the six, eight bars are articulated and the three, four bars are slurred. So it's important to show the definition between the two. The articulated notes are short and crisp with accents on each beat. Punch out these accents to help accentuate the rhythmical characteristics. Otherwise, the whole movement will sound very bland. Take great care not to shorten the slurred notes, which would show a different rhythm entirely. Keep the length going through to each crotchet beat. The opening phrase of ten bars is mark forte, as is the second phrase, transposed upper third. The third phrase jumps down to mezzo piano and has a softer, gentler feel before moving into a linking passage back to the original motif. The end is a surprise with a coda that reduces in dynamic level to end on a pianissimo top A. That last note is tricky, but you could use an alternative fingering to help it speak more easily. Just slide your right hand little finger onto the low C sharp key and that top A will pop out very easily. The aria has the most glorious melody. Let's take a listen.
This is the movement that most closely resembles a piece of Bach's writing. It's in the key of E minor, starting with an eight-bar piano solo, which sets the mood of calmness and tranquillity. The flute enters with the same melody, Mark Cantabile. It's very legato, so keep the whole length of the notes and try and create your most beautiful singing and expressive tone. The bratus should be as subtle as possible so as not to disturb the exquisite melody line. When the second phrase starts at figure B, the key changes, so change the mood. Now it's a bit more insistent or urgent, pushing through to the top notes. Keep that singing quality as the dynamic increases. Don't let the tone become shrill or sharp. After a brief recap, the code is preceded by a short cadenza and the movement ends calm and serene. It's such a beautiful piece of melodic writing. To help communicate this serene and calm mood, try to keep the articulation light and soft. Don't attack the start of the notes, but gently stroke them. Your breathing should reflect the mood. There's plenty of time to take the breaths. Make them as silent as possible. To do this, lift your head slightly as you breathe in so that you keep your throat open. You need to feel the mood in order to communicate it. And that starts with a relaxed and controlled breath. That then is a brief look at our two movements. If you've never played this piece before, then please do. I used to love playing it and it's very flexible. The total length is 16 minutes, but the first four movements work very well as a whole and take 10 minutes, ending with the jazzy waltz. Thanks as always for listening. And if you do have any comments or questions, please send them as usual to flutepodcasts at gmail.com. Talking Flutes and Talking Flutes Extra are podcast productions by the Trevor James Flute Company. For more information, visit trevorjamesflutes.com.